0: On a Wednesday, which is a match day, Liverpool face Chelsea at Anfield tonight in what is a high-pressure game, because the Reds are, of course, top of the league, and Chelsea are a mid-table team coming to Anfield, hopefully, to get comfortably beaten. It'll be a tough game. It's always a tough game against them. For whatever reason, we tend to play the name rather than the team. Maybe it's just a psychological thing, but over the last couple of years, they've been dreadful and we haven't been able to beat them. They haven't been able to beat us either, but tonight, hopefully, we can pick up the win we need. Arsenal won last night and closed the gap at the top of the table a little bit. Manchester City obviously played tonight as well. They have a favourable fixture which, should they win against Burnley at home, um, they would move to within two points of us and they'd obviously have their game in hand, which is why we need to win tonight. A draw isn't going to be enough. We need to win. Need to win, re-establish that five-point gap on Arsenal, then go to Arsenal at the weekend and maintain that gap, whether that's a win or a draw, That's what needs to happen at the weekend. But first things first, tonight we got positive injury news during the week with Alexis being back in training and Jürgen saying he'd be fine for this game. With Thiago being back in training, obviously he'll still be a couple of weeks away, but having Thiago back in training is massive. And our injury list is, is shrinking rather rapidly. Obviously Joel Matip done for the season, Stefan Besetic, we don't know when he'll be back, but Thiago back in training, Mohamed Salah working his way back, won't be back for Arsenal, but potentially the following week. Costas can't be very far away either. And that's it. That's all we have. Like Within the next week or two, we may be in a situation where it's just Matip and Besetich. Now, somebody else might get hurt, but... We'll touch wood on that one and hope for the best because we deserve some injury luck and Jürgen deserves some injury luck after the last number of years. We'll get Endo back quite soon. Obviously, he's at the Asian Cup. But that is at the round of 16 stage. Uh, Bayran are currently playing Japan as we speak and Japan are 3-1 up. So Endo will be playing in the round of 16. Um, his team will take on either Iran or Syria. Then they would play either Qatar or Uzbekistan in the semi-final, And then if they reach the final, it would be one of Tajikistan, Jordan, Australia, or South Korea. So three games left for him. That competition ends on the 10th. So after that, he would be back at the very latest. um, He would be back. He would only miss Chelsea, Arsenal and Burnley and be back for Brentford. So that's really positive. And with a bit of luck, Mo is back, if not for Burnley, then for Brentford. Thiago, you would hope, would be available, if not for Burnley, for Brentford. And then we've got a cup final the following week, and we might be walking in there pretty much fully loaded. No Matip, no Basetic, but everybody else, that'd be a great position to be in. Tonight, I think Trent comes back in. We obviously got Trent, Dominic, and Robbo back at the weekend, which was huge. But I'd like to see Ali in goal, obviously, Trent, Ibu, Virgil, and Gomez as the back four. Dominic, Alexis, and Curtis as the midfield three. And then an attack. I think Diaz right, Darwin through the middle, Jota off the left. I think that's, that's the best way to go. Let Jota go out and ruin Ben White's day, as he's done many times in the past. Put Darwin up against those two soft centre-backs. And let Diaz run at Zinchenko, who's just not a good defender. No, not Sinchenko. That's I, I've, I've just picked a team for tonight to play Arsenal, who we play at the weekend. Um, <laughs> that's the team for the weekend. Tonight, I'd go with the same team. I'd obviously go with the same team. Um, maybe put... Maybe put Jota through the middle tonight and Darwin on the left. Just given Thiago Silva's lack of foot speed, Levi Cole was not the quickest on the turn as well. Jota's burst over the first kind of three to four yards might just give him an advantage. And then Darwin running in the gap between De Sassi and Silva on the other side, that could be really good. That could be really good. I think we'll win tonight. I do. Um, right, this is Anfield. They have a lead piece up. About Tim Steetan, transfer chief who appointed Jabby Alonso. Now, let's be careful on this. He didn't appoint Javi Alonso. He did not appoint Jabby Alonso. Simon Rolfs appointed Javi Alonso. Tim Steetan was not the director of football, was not the sporting director at Bayer Leverkusen. He was working below Simon Rolfs. first as the... Um, The head of scouting, and then as the sports coordinator. But Simon Rolfs is the one who appointed Alonso. Now, Tim Steep then worked alongside him and would have been involved in that decision-making process, but let's be careful that we're not over-egging things. Tim Steep then is, is one of the best candidates for this job, though, as Sporting Director of Liverpool. Now, for those that have said, well, if we can't get Edwards, we should get this guy... Edwards wouldn't be coming back as sporting director. If Edwards were to return to the club, and obviously we got reports yesterday that the club have reached out and that for now he's knocked them back, Edwards would be coming in as sporting CEO. He would be replacing Mike Gordon. If he comes back, that's the role it will be in. So Tim Steetan would work under him. Steetan is is brilliant at what he does. He's an incredible scout. You look at the players that the clubs he's worked with have signed during his time. You have at Werder Bremen, among others, Kevin De Bruyne, Thomas Delaney, Serge Nabry, Milot Rashica, all while working on a budget. Now, De Bruyne was obviously alone, but still, that's where people really started to take notice of him. He goes to... Bayer Leverkusen, having worked his way from head of youth scouting from youth scout to head of youth scouting to head of scouting to sporting director at Werder Bremen, he jumps to Bayer Leverkusen in the summer of 2019 as their head of scouting. And a non-exhaustive list of the players he signed there, or he was involved in the signing of the the players he spotted. Jeremy Frimpong, Edmund Top Kasunu, Kusunu, Piero Hincapie, Mitchell Backer, Florian Wirtz, Patrick Schick, Musa Diaby. He's, he's just a machine when it comes to spotting elite level talent. He's gone to Chelsea or to West Ham rather. I don't know why I've got a problem Differentiating clubs. Edson Alvarez, entirely him. Mavroponos, entirely him. Mohamed Kudus, entirely him. I would guess James Ward-Prowse was more a Moyes-Mark Noble signing. And I would guess Calvin Phillips is also more a Moyes-Mark Noble signing. I think if you look at the other players that West Ham have been linked with, and in recent weeks, they've been linked with the winger from Norgelsjand, the young Ghanaian, Ibrahim Osman. And he's obviously got his hands kind of tied there because Mark Noble is the final decision-maker, Mark Noble and Moyes. But it's very clear that Osman would be a Tim Steet then type of player. So I wonder if there's a frustration with him there, which he wouldn't have at Liverpool, where he'd have more decision-making power and he'd have more money to spend. I wonder, is that why he'd be open to a move to us? And I think he probably would be. I mean, he interviewed for the job a year ago and had he been offered the, the, the job properly as an actual sporting director and not basically an assistant to Jürgen, I think he probably takes it. He should absolutely be someone getting strong consideration, without question. Uh, Virgil van Dijk has come out to clarify the comments he made after the Norwich game, uh, which I'm just going to blame Paul Joyce because he was the first one to put it out there caused much consternation and chaos, upset, I don't know, among the Liverpool fan base. Um, Virgil wanted everybody to be aware that he is fully committed to the club, and I would be very surprised if he doesn't sign a contract extension. Um, Jurgen Klopp has another request for the fans. He wants them to be very, very loud tonight, and I would imagine they will be. Klopp explains attempts to sign Moises Caicedo with interest in Jude Bellingham. Liverpool announced documentary series for end of Jurgen Klopp era. So, I, I'd be very interested to know what's what's gone on here with regards to this. Now, the people behind it, Lorton Entertainment, they made the Maradona movie, and they make great content. So, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, they also made the Senna documentary. Let me just pull this up. The Maradona. Yeah, if it's Asif who's done this, which I think it is, he made the Maradona. He made the Maradona documentary. He also made the Senna documentary. Um, he is a huge Liverpool fan. So if he's involved at all, it will be brilliant. If Asif is involved, you can be guaranteed it'll be brilliant. But I'd love to know, is did, did this documentary come about because Jürgen's leaving? Was it something that was agreed before he decided to go? He's clearly given the okay for it or it wouldn't be happening. But I'm curious, is this something that began after he told the club he was going to leave? And maybe the club were like, okay, well, maybe we should make a documentary with this to, you know, to have this archived. If so, then do you remember recently we had the, le- the leaks about how there was, you know, the FSG were in negotiations about doing a documentary? Maybe that was just the right information, but the wrong logic that there was a documentary, but it wasn't something FSG were negotiating. It was something they were doing because Jürgen was going. I'm not really sure. I've just rambled there nonsensically, haven't I? Um, Let's see what liverpool.com have for us. Oops. Dreams, at least one article about Pep Guardiola or Manchester City, potentially even a Manchester United article. Let's see. Uh, there's a predicted team for tonight that has Andy Robertson coming back in. Uh, there's a piece about Jude Bellingham. Piece about John Henry. Liverpool told it has saved. $63 million in transfer fees. PSG tempted by Man United ace as Kylian Mbappe replacement amid blow for Liverpool title rivals. I knew there'd be an article somewhere about something that had nothing to do with us. Uh, I assume it's Rashford. Um, I think replacing Mbappe where Rashford is a little bit like selling your Ferrari to buy a Ford Mondeo. Like it's a, it's a good car it'll get you where you want to go. It just, it's not nearly as good and you won't get there as quickly. Uh, there's a piece about Virgil, a piece about Thiago, a piece about Paul Merson making a show of himself. Um, a couple pieces about Jürgen. Pep Linder's heir with 17 years at Real Madrid should become clear if Liverpool get Xabi Alonso. I mean, I'd imagine Alonso would want to bring his, his own staff from Leverkusen. Sebastian Perella. Yeah. Yeah, he's with Alonso at Bayer Leverkusen. So yeah, I'd imagine well that's an obvious one. That is an obvious one. So that's a good spot, like it is a really good spot. Um that he's he this guy was with him having coached at Real for seventeen years. Met Alonso there when Alonso, obviously is a player, but then when Alonso was coaching in the youth ranks, and Xabi brought him with him to Real Sociedad B and then on to Bayer Leverkusen. So yeah, that does make a ton of sense. Um, it also mentions the recent link to Richard Hughes of Bournemouth, the technical director of Bournemouth, who is working his notice there to the delight of Bournemouth fans who are not at all fussed that he's leaving and are quite happy that he's leaving and have pointed out very quickly that he wasn't responsible for the recruitment in January or this past summer. That the recruitment being taken off him by the new owners who have their own people doing it is the primary reason that he's decided to leave. And they're thrilled that he's leaving. So we shouldn't be considering him at all, in my view. Um, unless Edwards was coming back as Director of Football or Sporting CEO and wanted him in some role. Otherwise, he's just not cut out for a job at Liverpool, in my view. Uh, there's a piece about Steed 10 on Anfieldindex.com. There's a piece about Klopp. There's another piece about Klopp. There's a piece about Alonso. There's a piece about Inasio. And then podcast-wise, there is the Chelsea Press Conference there is the new Under Pressure, the new Media Matters, there is the new Scouted, the new recon, and if you haven't heard yesterday's Daily Red, um, it's a bit long, and I genuinely had no idea that it was long, and then Guy, or as long, and then I've, I've just looked at what Guy wrote in the synopsis, and um, in probably the longest Daily Red ever. And three different people have said to me today that it was very long, but very good. So thank you for that. But I didn't realise it was very long. So apologies for that. So on that note, I'll see you all tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Goodbye.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement. And we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, We'd love it if you could leave us a 5-star review on your favorite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.